Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Ya Subh-e-Madina Ya Sham-e-Madina Mubarak tujhe Ya Qayam-e-Madina Ya Subh-e-Madina Ya Sham-e-Madina Mubarak tujhe Ya Qayam-e-Madina بلا جانے کیا جام امینہ عالم تیرا کیف اے خوز خرام مدینہ بلا جانے کیا جام امینہ عالم تیرا کیف اے خوش خرام مدینہ یہ صبح مدینہ یہ شام مدینہ مبارک تجھے یہ قیام مدینہ مدینہ کی گلیوں میں ہر ایک قدم پر ہو مد نظر احترام مدینہ مدینہ کی گلیوں میں ہر ایک قدم پر ہو مد نظر احترام مدینہ یہ صبح مدینہ یہ شام مدینہ مبارک تجھے یہ قیام مدینہ 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 برا لطف دیتا ہے نام مدینہ 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 برا لطف دیتا ہے نام مدینہ یہ صبح مدینہ یہ شام مدینہ مبارک تجھے یہ قیام مدینہ یہ صبح مدینہ یہ شام مدینہ مبارک تجھے یہ قیام مدینہ
الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن في خلق السماوات والأرض واختلاف الليل والنهار لآيات لأولي الألباب الذين يذكرون الله قياما وقعودا وعلى جنوبهم ويتفكرون في خلق السماوات والأرض ربنا ما خلقت هذا باطلا سبحانك فقنا عذاب النار قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم أغنني بالعلم وزيني بالحلم وأكرمني بالتقوى وجملني بالعافية أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected ulamai kiram, brothers and elders Just as a reminder to ourselves That these precious moments that Allah Ta'ala has given us are very fast moving on. There are barely some days left now. We can even bring it down to hours. So whatever little time there is left, let us try and use it the best possible manner. Especially those of us who are in Atikaf. This is purely the grace, the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala has allowed us to be in His house. Allah Ta'ala has allowed us to come and spend this time, this opportunity Allah Ta'ala gave us. So this is not a time to while away in idle talk, in other things. Our physical selves are confined to the masjid. Let us try and confine our hearts to the masjid as well. And focus our heart and mind also to Allah Ta'ala. So that by the time this Mubarak month leaves, we have realigned our souls, our hearts, our minds. And when that alignment is correct, then that vehicle will move straight. Otherwise, at any time, the person is turning the steering in one direction, and the vehicle is going in the other direction. The alignment is completely off. So, this is a chance and an opportunity Allah Ta'ala has given us to realign ourselves. Nevertheless, this little dua of Rasulullah Sallallahu that was recited... This is a dua among the many, many duas that Nabi Sallallahu made. On the one hand, Nabi Sallallahu was not in need really of making any dua. He was the most beloved of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Ba'adas khuda buzruk tu'i qissa mukhtasar. After Allah Ta'ala, you are the most elevated and exalted. You are the closest to Allah Ta'ala. Qissa Mukhtasar, this is the sum total of it all. This is the summary of it. So Nabi Islam had that direct contact. But to the extent that a person is a slave of Allah Ta'ala. And there could not be a greater slave of Allah Ta'ala than Nabi Islam. To that extent, a person keeps expressing his servitude, his slavery. And he feels himself to be nothing. To the extent that he is greater. And to the extent that a person is nothing... He feels himself something. 
when a person has really reached heights, then he feels himself to be nothing. When a person is nowhere, he feels himself something. So this is the thing to develop this servitude, to develop this true abdiyat. On the occasion of Mi'raj, Allah Ta'ala took Rasulullah to that point where nobody went. Where even Jibreel came to a certain point and said, beyond this I can't go also. I'll burn to ashes if I pass this boundary. Nabi went beyond that point where nobody went. And describing this greatest miracle that any Nabi was given. Allah Ta'ala describes it in the Quran Sharif as Subhanalladhi asra bi abdihi. That glory be to Allah Ta'ala who took his abd. Nabi Islam was Allah's Rasul, he was Allah's Nabi, he was Allah's Mahbub, he was Allah's Habib. And what not the titles? More than 500 titles ulama have gathered. But of all that Allah Ta'ala in this at this juncture, Allah Ta'ala speaks about this great miracle with the word Abdihi, Because there was no greater Abd than Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And being the greatest Abd took him to the highest point. So dua and begging from Allah Ta'ala, this is also a part of Abdiyat. And if you look into the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, it was filled with dua. And on the other side, if you look at our lives, what is the condition of our asking and begging from Allah Ta'ala? How much of dua do we make? How much do we ask him our needs? Let alone deen, which we should be asking first. Let alone the issues of akhirat. Even our dunya, we don't ask from Allah Ta'ala. Whereas everything we should be asking from Allah Ta'ala, developing this habit to beg from Allah Ta'ala, become true beggars in front of him. And to the extent we will beg from Allah Ta'ala, we will build this relationship, this contact with our Creator and our Rabb. And the du'as of Rasulullah on the one hand, these are du'as, but these du'as are ta'aleem. Every du'a has great lessons in it for us. Every du'a is an ocean of knowledge. So on the one hand, this is a lesson, and if one looks at the du'as of Nabi Wasallam, these du'as are a miracle in itself. Nobody can beg in those words and in those terms as Nabi Wasallam begged. So in any case, this very concise dua that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam made, that Allahumma aghnini bil ilm, O Allah, grant me independence through knowledge. In some riwayat, in munajat, in maqbool, etc., where this riwayat comes, it's a'inni bil ilm, Ya Allah, assist me through knowledge. Other riwayat is aghnini bil ilm. So this is, Asking of knowledge. And then was a yinni bil hilm. Allah adorned me with hilm, with tolerance. Allah give me izzat and honor through taqwa. Allah beautify me with afiyat, with peace, with safety. Now what a short dua, but everything of deen and dunya is included in it. But unfortunately, we don't ask Allah Ta'ala. Let alone asking as we said for deen and akhirat, we don't even ask for dunya from Allah Ta'ala. There's a problem, 
a person is thinking now, which contacts is scrolling through his phone? Which contacts is going to be contacting now to ask? And then he tries some contact, that contact is engaged. But he never thought about contacting Allah Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala's line is never engaged. Allah Ta'ala's line is forever available. Ud'uni astajib lakum. Allah Ta'ala says, ask me, call unto me, astajib lakum. I will answer your call. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ أَنْ عِبَادَتِي سَيَدْخُلُونَ جَهَنَّمَ دَاخِرِينَ That those who are too proud to beg from me, this ibadati at this point is referring to asking Allah Ta'ala. Those who are too proud to beg from me, سَيَدْخُلُونَ جَهَنَّمَ دَاخِرِينَ Then the fire of Jahannam is their abode. They don't want to ask from Allah Ta'ala, they know they're going to ask from. And that is the bigger tragedy, that in order to resolve our problems, we create more problems. The solution of the problem is to ask Allah Ta'ala. To resolve the problem, the person decides to ask the bank manager for the lanat of Allah Ta'ala. He decides to ask the bank manager for the curse and the lanat of Allah Ta'ala. He gets himself involved in interest and in other things. So now to solve a problem, he's creating a bigger problem. He's asking for Allah Ta'ala's lanat now. So we didn't learn to ask from Allah Ta'ala, so we start asking here and there and everywhere in a manner that creates more problems for us. The thing we have to learn is dua. Ad-du'a'u mukhul ibadah. And one riwayat Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Ad-du'a'u huwal ibadah. The dua is ibadat itself. Dua is the essence of ibadat. Dua is the weapon of the mu'min. So to beg from Allah Ta'ala, and to keep begging. When a person begs at the door of some very generous person, and he feels it beyond his dignity to turn the person away empty-handed. Who can be more generous than Allah Ta'ala? Allah Ta'ala descended generosity in the hearts of the generous people. So to beg from Allah Ta'ala, to keep begging. And when a person will keep begging, he will get. So in any case, this dua Nabi Salaam is teaching us, the first lesson in here is, Allahumma a'inni wa Allahumma aghnini bil ilm. Allah assist me through knowledge. Without knowledge, it's obvious, a person can't do even the basic things of deen. He can't fulfill any command of Allah Ta'ala. Once one person heard in one talk, and he then came to the alim later on to inquire, and he says, I never heard this before, I never knew it. Married person, several children, he says, I never knew that in farz, in ghusl, you got to gargle the mouth and put water into the nostrils as well. I just went and wet myself and finished. How many times he didn't gargle his mouth, how many times he didn't put water in his nostrils, and he read namaz after that, he performed his juma also. Maybe he went for hajj in that manner. Maybe he was making tawaf of the Kaaba Sharif, Allah knows. So, how essential it is that a person knows what the requirements of deen are. And in every aspect of deen, that pertains to his life. The details is not in everybody's capacity. But whatever is in a person's, whatever pertains to his day-to-day life, unfortunately, we ask after the event. Something has now gone haywire. Now the person inquires, how should it have been done? But before doing it, we don't inquire. Whereas Allah Ta'ala has made this the procedure in the system. فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Ask the people of knowledge if you do not know. 
So the people of true knowledge, you ask them if you don't have that knowledge. So whether it pertains to our ibadat, are we performing our salah correctly? Are we performing our wudu and taharat before that salah already? Are we performing our other obligations of deen correctly? Are our mu'amalat, our monetary dealings, is that in order? Many a times a person sometimes is talking something, he's not asking also, he's just relating something. I did this and I did that and sometimes he's probably maybe making it known how smart he is, what a great deal he did. But now in just passing he's relating something and all the elements of that deal being completely haram are what happened. He's just saying it by the way, he's not even asking. Now when you point it out to him, he says, but I never knew, but you never asked. So your responsibility was before doing it to ask. Sometimes a person is doing some deal, it is 100% interest. Somebody changed the name and made it profit for him. So he was very happy with it. But the total aspect of that deal was 100% interest involved in it. And the person then after the event inquires, now when he is advised, he says, but now what do I do? Well, this whole deal is haram. So whether it pertains to ibadat, it pertains to his mu'amalat, his monetary dealings, whether it pertains to mu'asharat and social life, how to live social life. Have we learned? Have we understood what Rasulullah has advised in this regard? That how is a person to conduct himself as a son? What are his duties? What are his responsibilities? As a parent, what are his duties and responsibilities? How does a person live as a husband? Does he know that the Quran Sharif has given some guidelines in this? Allah Ta'ala is interceding on behalf of his servants who are the weaker, weaker gender. Can we imagine Allah Ta'ala interceding? If somebody is married to the president's daughter, then he doesn't even have to wait for the president to say any word. He is on tiptoe. I'll be in big trouble just now. Can we imagine Allah Ta'ala interceding? That treat them kindly, deal with them kindly in the world. If you dislike something about them, perhaps you'll dislike something, Allah Ta'ala puts good for you in the very thing you dislike. Every person wants a perfect wife. The first question is, how perfect a husband are you? If a person is 100%, then he can ask for 100%. But sometimes we are 25% and we want 125%. So first make ourselves something. And Allah Ta'ala is saying that you have to tolerate on the other end. So we are 25%, but we want 125 on the other end. Whereas if we were 125, we should be content with even 25. So this is Deen teaching us something. But the thing is, we haven't learned how to keep that balance between mother and wife. As a result, there's fires burning all over the place. Because we haven't learned where to keep the balance. And how to walk this pul sirat. And it is a pul sirat in dunya. But a person doesn't take the effort to learn, how should I go about this? 
Because both have rights. And I have duties to both. And I can't trample any right. And I have to fulfill both rights. And I have to be the one that maneuvers everything correctly. So this is all part of deen. Deen is not restricted to, unfortunately, we departmentalize deen. In the masjid, I'm a believer and a Muslim. In my business, is my business. How I conduct my business is my business. Nobody else's business. Whereas how a person conducts business too is deen. Hazrat Umar radiallahu ta'ala an, he had passed a decree that nobody will be allowed to trade in our bazaar, in our marketplace, until he hasn't learned the masail that pertain to his aspect of trade. Whatever trade he's involved in, until he hasn't learned the masail that pertain to that aspect of trade, he is not permitted to trade. So nowadays a person is very concerned, he must get his license or he must get his paperwork done and he must get his uh, registrations and whatever else. The first registration is the registration of the Masail that we learnt it or not. So that we conduct our businesses in a way that everything comes halal. There is nothing tainted with anything that is not in order. Then our Mu'asharat, how we conducting our social lives, how we live within the four walls of our home, how we live with our children, how we live with our neighbors, in society in general, is all part of deen. So Nabi Islam is saying, is giving us in this dua that beg Allah Ta'ala for this. But in this dua is this message, this lesson, that we have to seek this knowledge. And we have to seek the knowledge from the right sources. Nowadays, there's an explosion of information. There's an explosion of information, anything and everything a person can get, just Mufti Google is ready to give him anything. But who, what is the source of it? Where is it coming from? Has the person verified the sources? Because nowadays, anybody says anything in a little bit of an authoritative manner, in a little bit of a fancy manner, somebody has a very uh, good way of expressing things, but what is he expressing? And we just listen to anything, we read anything, Whereas many a times, things are written with an agenda. One person read one book on Hazrat Khalid bin Walid radiallahu ta'ala So the entire book, excellently written. Beautifully written. And by the time the person finishes it, he's in awe of Hazrat Khalid radiallahu ta'ala But somewhere in that, towards the tail end, there's a one paragraph of poison. And the whole book appears to be written for this poison. That the way Hazrat Umar dealt with Hazrat Khalid was not right. This Na'uzubillah was out of personal motives. So the whole book was written in order not to put Hazrat Khalid on a pedestal. To break down the maqam and rank of Hazrat Umar So now the person after reading it, he is harboring this doubt in his heart about Hazrat Umar personality. It doesn't get confined to Hazrat Umar. If Hazrat Umar Na'uzubillah is not to be trusted, Na'uzubillah, then who else among the Sahaba? When Nabi Islam said regarding him, Ba'di Umar, had there been a Nabi after me, it would have been Umar, then if it, he can't be trusted, who can be trusted? So this is the agenda. And this is the poison. And now the person who's reading it, he doesn't know better. Anything somebody tells him, he's just taking. So now such a great personality is being run to the ground, and this becomes an ongoing thing. 
People run Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullahi down to the ground. But they can't do it. Somebody spits at the moon, it falls back on his face. You can't spit on the moon and expect it's going to reach there. See, Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullahi knew 17 ahadis. Subhanallah. What a genius he must have been. That out of 17 ahadis, he codified the whole madhab. Out of 17 ahadis, he extracted thousands of masail and two-thirds of that, all the other fuqaha in unanimity with it. So great personality like that, Hazrat Abdullah bin Mubarak rahmatullah alayhi, who is the ustad of the ustad of Imam Bukhari rahmatullah alayhi. A renowned muhaddis, a unanimously accepted muhaddis. Bukhari Sharif is filled with his narrations. And Imam Bukhari rahmatullah himself says that if only people had to take what Abdullah bin Mubarak had to say, then they would have been on the right path. And Abdullah bin Mubarak, a person of that caliber, is a student of Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullah He took his knowledge from there. Now you'll get somebody in the 14th century saying that Imam Abu Hanifa, where he came from, what he knew. Na'uzubillahi bin Zalik. So, all these things will be said. But, out of ignorance, or somebody has got this enmity in their hearts, there's no cure for these things. Enmity and zid, there's no cure for these obstinacies. But, we need to be understanding where we're going. So, where are we taking the knowledge from? Which book we are reading? Who we are listening to? So, this is not something that we can take, by the way, Allah forbid, our iman, the foundations of our iman might get shaken. So this is the first lesson in this dua. Nabi Sallallahu is teaching us a dua. He's giving us his lesson also. Allahumma aghnini bil-ilm. The true knowledge is to be acquired. Wazayyinni bil-hilm. Allah adorn me with hilm, with tolerance. What is tolerance, hilm? This is an aspect of akhlaq. It's an aspect of good character. And Nabi Islam is saying, Ya Allah, adorn me, zayyinni, adorn me with hilm. That akhlaq, this is adornment. Many a times, we look at material things as a source of adornment, to try and enhance our position in some way. That I want to be something, or look like something, so now it will depend what kind of car I drive, or what kind of things I wear, what brand labels I am flashing around. If somebody has a good car to drive, it's from Allah Ta'ala. If he earned it in a halal way, it is not creating any pride in him. He is not boasting with it. It's a ni'mat, alhamdulillah, he'll use it. But to make that a source of adornment, in the sense that, that this will enhance my person in some way. I will be somebody in society, due to the material things, then that is no adornment of any sort. The real adornment is akhlaq. The real adornment is good akhlaq, good character. The example that often give in this regard, but imagine a person gets married. He gets married after a long battle to get married to the person he finally got married to. And he was being refused. Parents didn't want to allow him to get married to their daughter and he made how many du'as and he 
what not, he ran around for tawizes here and there. And all those things he did. And after a whole couple of years maybe, finally this nikah takes place. And she's come, number one, she has the best beauty around. And she's come with all the amount of wealth that nobody else has to. Most expensive jewelry and most expensive garments. And in all that finery she's come. And now in the first meeting she talks to him in a very abrupt way. He'll already get a shock. What happened here? And if this continues, that abrupt initial meeting now even starts getting worse. Now she's starting to use vulgar languages on him. By the next day, by two, three days time, to look at her will be a burden, will be a pain. Looking at her will evoke hatred. She's still the same person. That apparent beauty is still there, it hasn't changed, it's not 50 years down the line. It's not even five days yet. All that wealth and money and all those jewelry and everything is there. So all the outward adornment is there. But what has happened? The inner adornment was missing. The inner adornment was missing, the stench of that is now overshadowing everything else. So when there's dirt inside, there isn't adornment inside, then everything outside will just fade into insignificance. It'll be of no use. The person will now, it'll be a pain to even look in the direction of the person. Rather than evoking love, it'll evoke hatred. And he'll be wondering how to run away from here. So what is missing? Akhlaq. Everything else is still there. So it's easy to take the example on that end. But you should turn the example around as well. That how much of this adornment we have? How much have we adorned ourselves with akhlaq? Nabi Wasallam says, that akmalul mu'minina imanan ahsanuhum khuluqa. The most perfect, the person with the most perfect iman. Now the person with iman obviously, to perfect his iman, he has to have all the obligations of deen. That goes without saying. He has to have his salah, his zakat, his fasting, his hajj, staying away from sin. But still that iman has not been perfected. That iman has not been polished and shined. Until, akmalul mu'minina imanan ahsanuhum khuluqa. The person with the most perfect iman, together with the other things, is the one who has perfected his character. And Nabi Islam further says, وَخِيَارُكُمْ خِيَارُكُمْ لِنِسَائِهِمْ And part of this perfect character, the best among you is the one who is best to his wife. So this akhlaq is the adornment. And of all the things of akhlaq, Nabi Islam is specifically selecting one aspect here, on this occasion. bilhilm. Ya Allah grant, adorn me with hilm, with tolerance. Because this is a route to many other good aspect, aspects of good character. A person with tolerance will have sabr also. They are interrelated. A person with tolerance will have the time to stop and hold his tongue from just blurting anything out and he will be able to practice on tibul kalam, saying sweet words. The person doesn't have tolerance, before he knows it, he's already uttered what not. And Allah forbid sometimes he even uttered talaq already. But he has tolerance, he'll be able to 
hold his tongue and think that Nabi Wasallam, those who laid thorns in his path, he still showered flowers on them. So what flower can I shower now? And if you look into the lives of in the life of Rasulullah the lives of the Sahaba Kiram, the lives of our pious predecessors, what did they display in terms of tolerance? Nabi Wasallam is among the Sahaba Kiram and this Bedouin comes and being a Bedouin, never had the opportunity to learn what is etiquette, what is correct manner. And he comes and grabs hold of the shawl of Rasulullah that he's wearing, which had a very coarse edge. And he jerks it with force, as a result of which it leaves a mark on the Mubarak shoulder, because of the force with which it was jerked. So how painful that must have been also. Now can we imagine a personality of that caliber greatest of Allah Ta'ala's creation and among the sahaba kiram who are there to give their lives for him. And in the midst of all this, this person comes and conducts himself in this manner. And on top of that, what does he say? Murli mimmalillah. Give the command that some wealth must be given to me. Wealth of Allah Ta'ala. He says, not your wealth, it's not your father's wealth. Imagine somebody talking to us like that. Some beggar coming to talk like that to us. He'll probably forget like that house. He'll forget that street also. He won't come in that street again. And perhaps that neighborhood. We'll teach him such a lesson. You know who you're talking to? Allah's Nabi Wasallam responds by smiling at him. Can we imagine? Picture the situation. Maybe picture ourselves in a situation like this. What will our reaction be? And then picture this situation. Nabi Islam smiles at him first. And then tell somebody give it to him. And he has it given to him and send it off. This is the akhlaq of Rasulullah This is the example he set. This is the example that we are to be emulating. This is the example the Sahaba Akram emulated. This is the example the true lovers of Rasulullah Those who had true ishq, those who had true understanding of what deen is all about, they emulated this example. Person comes to his, Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullahi somebody perhaps of the same type, filled with hatred and enmity and jealousy. Because once I asked my ustad, I'll be in class, that how come over the years, you find always this has happened, Imam Abu Hanifa rahmatullahi has been the target of so much of criticism from people who surely they could have known better. It's all clear cut, it's clear as daylight, it's broad as daylight, but how come they were so blind to the truth? So why did they do this? So he gave me a very simple, gave us a very simple reply. And he said, People throw stones on that tree where there's some fruit. The bare tree, nobody throws anything there. But where there's something, then they'll throw stones there. Though generally the example, they will throw stones for getting the fruit. But the point is that the stone is thrown at a tree that is laden with fruit. A bare tree doesn't, nothing. So this too is Allah Ta'ala's way of elevating people's positions. So in any case, Imam Hanifa Rahmatullahi is sitting in a gathering of his students. And one person comes, 
And in the midst of that gathering, he comes and slaps him. Can we imagine, can we picture this situation? In the midst of this gathering, he slaps him. So Imam Hanifa looks at him. Obviously he would have calmed others down before they did anything. And he says to this person, that, look you slapped me, if I slap you back, I am entitled to it. An eye for an eye, Quran Sharif has given this. So if I slap you back, I am entitled to it. To the extent you hurt me, I can hurt you. He says, I won't do this. If I want, I can ask my friends here to take revenge on my behalf. Because I'm entitled to the extent you hurt me, to hurt you back. So either I do it personally, I do it via my friends. So I'll be entitled to do that, but I won't do that also. If I wish, I can take the complaint to the Qazi. That this is what you did, you have oppressed me. And the Qazi will exact revenge out of you. So this too I will be entitled to, but I won't do that also. If I wish, I can curse you, make a baddua on you. Because you've hurt me, you've oppressed me. So I can, I'm entitled to this, but I won't do that also. And if I wish, I can leave it for the day of Qiyamah. That on that day, those who were hurt in some way, those who were slandered, people were casting all kinds of accusations at someone, people casting all kinds of, making all kinds of comments against people. So on that day they'll have to pay back. So he says, if I want I can leave it for the day of Qiyamah. And on that day in return for what you have done, I will take away your good deeds. He says, but I won't even leave it for that day. Rather, on that day, on the day of Qiyamah, Inshallah Allah Ta'ala grant me Jannat. If Allah Ta'ala gives me the opportunity and permits me to intercede on behalf of anybody. I will intercede on your behalf and take you along to Jannat. Now, these were people with hearts. Now, this is adornment. This is true beauty. That is why we are talking about it in the house of Allah Ta'ala so many centuries later. More than a thousand years later, twelve hundred years later, we are still talking about it. Because this is adornment. This is really worth something. So this is what we have to acquire, this is how we have to adorn ourselves. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha is that well-known incident of ifk, where she was slandered. So the munafiqeen were responsible for this, is a lengthy incident. But in the process, some sincere Muslims also just got caught up in relating this rumor. Which is a very big lesson for us. Many a times we just hear something. Somebody said something, somebody made some comment somewhere. Somebody sent us something and we read it, there's no verification and there's no need for us to verify it also, to get into it in any way if it doesn't concern us. And the next thing we've pressed, sent to all, 100 contacts and 200, 500 contacts, sent to all. And sometimes that's 500 slanders we've committed at one press of a button. And the person who commits slander in this dunya, on the day of Qiyamah, he will be stopped on the Pulsirat. He'll be stopped on the bridge across Jahannam. And he'll be told first, bring proof what you said, then you go along, otherwise you drop here. So where is he going to bring proof on that day? It is a slander to Sarafud. So as Aisha radiallahu ta'ala was slandered, the munafiqeen were responsible for this. 
But a few people somehow got caught up in this. One of them was Hazrat Hassan radiallahu ta'ala. By chance, he heard something and he passed it on to the next person just in passing. But that was wrong. One, two others, by chance, this happened. And this was a very difficult situation. Nabi Wasallam himself was extremely pained and hurt at what was going on, what was being spoken. And for one month, Wahi didn't come. And as Aisha got to hear, this is what is being spoken about her, she dropped unconscious. And when she regained consciousness, the only thing was that she was crying. She couldn't eat one morsel of food, she couldn't drink one sip of water. And in all this, what were her parents going through? Hazrat Abu Bakr her mother, parents are sometimes even more pain than the other, than their own child. So all this pain and suffering, and more than everyone, she was suffering this. And after one month, Wahi comes, and an entire ruku of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala reveals, explaining the purity and the high caliber of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, and all those who were involved in the slander, etc., were then punished. The Quran Sharif cleared her name completely. So in any case, this incident came and went, time passed, after Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, sometime later, once Hazrat Hassan radiallahu anha came to the house of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, as would often happen, Sahaba would come and from behind the parda, because of her great knowledge, they would come to inquire certain masail, they would ask, and she would give the answers because she had this knowledge. She was very close to Rasulullah She was his most beloved wife. So he also came one day. So when Aisha came to know that it is Hassan, so she gave the instruction that he must be treated properly, seated well. So somebody in her household said, what him? Crux of it, that this is a pe- that don't you remember what he did? Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was the one who suffered most of all this. And Hazrat Hassan, though unwittingly, he got somehow caught up in it. A mistake, but he got caught up in it. So, can we imagine the background? And if somebody got caught up in something of that nature pertaining to us, or ours, what would be our reaction till Qiyamat? Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha, when somebody now protests, that you want to treat him properly in this way, in a good manner? So she immediately responds, that Don't you remember? He used to defend Nabi Wasallam with his poetry, with his ash'ar. When the mushrikeen would compose poetry against Nabi Wasallam, Nabi Wasallam would put a mimbar in the masjid, and he would sit on the mimbar, and he would compose, he was a natural poet, he would compose poetry in reply to that. So, she is in other words saying, forget all that past, focus on the positives, focus on the good that he has done. That is history now, bridge, water under the bridge, forget about it. But this is that heart, what tolerance, what a forgiving nature, how great a heart this is. And therefore we are taking, we are taking inspiration from this incident today in the house of Allah Ta'ala. Now this is adornment. This is what is called akhlaq. And this is the lesson in this dua. Wazayyidni bil hilm. Ya Allah, adorn me with hilm. And then, waakrimni bil taqwa. Ya Allah, give me izzat, give me honor by means of taqwa. 
Because honor and izzat is not in anything else. Inna akramakum inna Allahi atqakum. The most honorable among you is the one with the greatest taqwa. Other than that, nothing else is a basis of honor in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. Who a person is, what is his color, which country he comes from, what is his financial position, how physically strong he is, how beautiful he may be. All these things don't count in the court of Allah Ta'ala. What counts in the court of Allah Ta'ala is a person's iman, his taqwa. And the one who is greatest in taqwa is the most respectable and noble in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. And this month of Ramadan has come to give us the same lesson. Day and night, we are reminding ourselves of this lesson of taqwa. Person is fasting, he's in the privacy of his home, there's nobody else to see what he's doing, what's going on. He is perhaps thirsty, and water is available, but he is not stretching his hand out for that water. Why? Allah Ta'ala is watching. And he's fasting. And during the time of the fast, this halal water, this halal water, during the time of the fast, Allah Ta'ala has forbidden him to take it. So now, for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, this, this is taqwa now. And for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, he is not stretching his hand out to that halal water, because Allah Ta'ala has forbidden him to do that. So the same Allah for who he did not drink that water in the fa- time of the fast, the same Allah has commanded him to stay away from many other harams throughout his life. Same Allah Ta'ala has said zina is haram. Same Allah has said zina of the eyes are haram. Same Allah Ta'ala has said قُلِّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَغُضُّوا بِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ وَيَحْفَظُوا فُرُوجَهُمْ Say to the believing men to lower their gazes and protect their chastity. So now when he is tempted to look at haram, and for the same Allah who he did not drink that water at the time of the fast, for the same Allah he will now forsake this also. There also was this amount of sabr he had to exercise. Here also he'll break his heart, but he won't come with the haram. He won't be looking behind his shoulder that who's looking. He won't be going to lock some door and close some curtain. Because otherwise he would have the doors and curtains were locked when he wanted to drink the water. When he was feeling like drinking the water. But he didn't drink it. Because Allah Ta'ala is watching. So now what is the point in locking doors and closing curtains? Allah Ta'ala is watching. So this, the month of Ramadan has come to inculcate this consciousness. Like that famous, well-known incident of Hazrat Umar radiallahu He's on the outskirts and the shepherd is with his flock of sheep or goats. So Hazrat Umar asks him for some milk. It was a common thing. Shepherds would have this permission generally. That any passerby they would give, they would have the permission to give them milk. So this shepherd says, I'm just the shepherd, I'm not the owner. And I don't even have permission to give any milk to anybody. So the Umar is very impressed. Mashallah, this person is far out in the jungles, but this level of consciousness, so he decides to test him. And he says to him, okay, I got a proposition for you. We also keep getting propositions of all sorts, all types. Propositions in our business, a person can make a million very quickly, but all the elements of haram are in it. Person is getting propositions of what not. Person is traveling somewhere in a foreign land, and all kinds of propositions. So these propositions, this is something now, how does a person deal with this? So Zomar al put a proposition as a test to this person, to the shepherd, that look, what you do is you sell me one goat or one sheep, whatever it was. 
You sell one goat to me, I will give you the money, I'll have the goat. So I'll have the benefit that as I'm traveling along, I want to use its milk, I'll have the milk. And you got the money. The one question gets left, is your master will count, where's the one more goat, one is short. So this is a common story, the wolf comes and devours some animal sometime. So all you say is that the wolf came and ate one up. It's not unheard of, it happens. So he's going to accept it. So when Umar al puts this, he's doing it as a test, to test this person. He's a simple shepherd. Not a person who has this opportunity all the time to be learning from people of knowledge, etc. He's out in the jungles, that's his job, his livelihood. But when he hears this, he starts shouting immediately on the top of his voice almost. Repeatedly. فَأَيْنَ اللَّهِ فَأَيْنَ اللَّهِ You are telling me that pocket it and just tell your master that the wolf came and devoured the sheep. فَأَيْنَ اللَّهِ Where is Allah? Is Allah not watching? Is Allah Ta'ala not aware? Can I hide this from Allah Ta'ala? So that is the فَأَيْنَ اللَّهِ The month of Ramadan has come to develop in our hearts. That when these temptations come, when these propositions come, and a person that time shaitan says, don't worry, your wife won't come to know. Shaitan comes and whispers in the heart, don't worry, your wife won't come to know. So the heart at that time is to call for Ain Allah. Don't worry, nobody else will come to know. So that for Ain Allah has to come. That this heart cries out each time that shaitan is tempting, nafs is tempting. Allah is watching. Allah is aware. Allah Ta'ala knows. So a person, Allah Ta'ala knows, and even Allah Ta'ala has put those angels to keep recording, they also know. And a person sometimes turns to look over his shoulder, behind him. He shouldn't take all the trouble to look all the way behind. He should stop just at the shoulder and see who's on the shoulder. With the eye of his heart, he'll see it. On his shoulder, Allah Ta'ala has already placed those angels recording. He doesn't have to look all the way at the back. Allah Ta'ala is aware. Allah Ta'ala's angels are also watching. And they are also recording. And on the day of Qiyamah, they will present it. And then he will say, Mali Hadal Kitab, La Yugadiru Wala Kabiratan Illa Ahsaha. What has happened to this book? Where did it come from? There isn't anything big or small. Everything is in here. I thought I just looked and cast one glance and forgot about it. It's just. And that is also here. I just harbored one thought deliberately and I entertained it and I thought it was over. That is also here. So the time is now to be conscious of Allah Ta'ala. And this is what the month of Ramadan has come to give us. And this is the lesson that is being given to us in this dua also. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam making dua, وَأَكْرِمْنِي بِالتَّقْوَى Ya Allah, give me this honor and izzat through taqwa. This is izzat, this is honor. Otherwise dunya and the status and position of dunya is all a fleeting thing. One moment is here, and the next moment is gone. The thing, the real thing, Allah Ta'ala keep us with izzat and afiyat in dunya also. But the real izzat is the izzat in the sight of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. The izzat of taqwa, and the izzat of the akhirat. And the last thing Nabi Islam asked for was, wa jammilni bil afiyah. Allah beautify me with afiyat. Afiyat is to ask for peace, for security, for safety. This is in two levels. One is on the level of dunya. A person has afiyat in dunya. Afiyat in dunya that is safe from calamities, safe from hardships, safe from challenges, safe from all kinds of difficulties, from illnesses, 
whatever else. But together with that and on the more important level, afiyat in deen. That a person doesn't get caught up in things that take him far away from Allah Ta'ala. So afiyat in deen is even the greater important thing. But both deen and dunya both are included. In other du'as, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi so make this du'a. Allahumma inni asaluka al-affa wal-afiyah fi deen wa dunya wal-akhirah. In my deen, in my dunya, and even on the day of Qiyamah and the year after. So in this little dua, everything of deen and dunya has been encompassed. Our deen is being asked for as well, our dunya is being asked for. And the biggest lesson that is in all this is, to keep asking and begging from Allah Ta'ala. So this Mubarak month of Ramadan has come, we have these few moments, Allah knows best whether we will see this month out to start off with. And if we do see it out with Allah Ta'ala's fazal, we have no guarantee that we will see another Ramadan. This Mubarak month has come so that we get this opportunity. Allah Ta'ala has made it possible for us that we now take this opportunity to link ourselves back to Allah Ta'ala. Bring ourselves back on the sirat mustaqim Back onto the way of taqwa. Back onto the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And for that we have all these works of deen, efforts of deen, the effort of da'wat and tabligh, the effort of the khanqas, the effort of the madaris and makatib, our children are educated, all this is so that we can remain on deen. Unfortunately, many a times, we practice on deen in Ramadan for Ramadan. Whereas Ramadan has come to charge our batteries for the rest of the year and bring us on track so that we keep on track. Otherwise, month of Ramadan will come and go and then if a person is where he was, then the report card of Ramadan will be failed. The report card is how much taqwa we got. And how much taqwa we continuing with. So may Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we keep, Allah ta'ala keep us on deen and keep us going forward in deen and progressing in deen. Allah ta'ala bless us with these wealth, the wealth of taqwa, the wealth of tolerance and Allah ta'ala bless us with true and correct knowledge. Allah ta'ala grant us the best of dunya and the best of akhirat. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. reported in the hadith of Rasulullah the person who recites La ilaha illallah a hundred times daily Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation he will get the tawfiq of doing righteous actions and staying away from all sin due to which inshallah he will get this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. This is something that we should be doing daily. Here we're doing it as a form of encouragement jointly but the thing is to do it daily. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. By saying La ilaha, we will imagine that all the ghayrullah, all the dirt, the filth, the evil, and all the illicit things, the haram, passions in our hearts, everything we have taken and thrown out, all like a whole lot of dirt and filth we have taken and thrown out of our hearts. And when saying illallah, there is this nur that is settling in the heart, which is illuminating it, which is the love of Allah Ta'ala. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah 
صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم نائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جز الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم دل میرا ہو جائے ایک میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیاں تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا 
Say Allah a hundred times with this in mind, that just as there's a tongue in our mouths that sing Allah, there's a tongue in our hearts also that sing Allah. And everything around us is also sing Allah. Allah, Allah, Jalla Jalaluhu, Amma Nawaluhu. Allah, 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 موسیقی 
ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آ جا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 محمد الرسول اللہ صلی اللہ تبارک و تعالی علیہ وسلم اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله ولك الملك كله وإليك يرجع الأمر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك اللهم لك الحمد حمدا دائما مع دوامك ولك الحمد حمدا خالدا مع خلودك ولك الحمد حمدا لا منتهى له دون مشيتك ولك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد بعد الرضا اللهم لك الحمد كما تحب وترضى عدد ما تحب وترضى اللهم لك الحمد ملء السماوات وملء الأرض وملء ما بينهما وملء ما شئت من شيء بعد جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وصل على سيدنا محمد كلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ظلمنا أنفسنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم والسلامة من كل إثم والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذما إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تخفل لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين 
ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قره اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما واجعلنا للمتقين اماما واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الايمان وامتنا على الايمان واحشرنا يوم القيامه مع الايمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم انا نسالك العفو والعافيه والمعافاه الدائمه في الدين والدنيا والاخره والفوز بالجنه والنجاه من النار والفوز بالجنه والنجاه من النار والفوز بالجنه والنجاه من النار اللهم ارنا الحق حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وارنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها اللهم ات نفوسنا تقواها وزكها انت خير من زكاها انت وليها ومولاها اللهم اهدنا لاحسن الاخلاق لا يهدي لاحسنها الا انت واصرف عنا سيئها لا يصرف عنا سيئها الا انت اللهم انا نسالك من الخير كله عاجله واجله ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم ونعوذ بك من الشر كله عاجله واجله ما علمنا منه وما لم نعلم اله العالمين يا الله most merciful الله most gracious and kind الله most loving الله اله العالمين يا الله this mubarak night ya allah you allowed us to raise our hands in front of you again ya allah ilahul alamin this too is your tawfiq ya allah ya allah this too is from you alone ya allah ilahul alamin had it not been for your tawfiq we don't know where we would have been ya allah ilahul alamin we don't know which place we would have been destroying ourselves ya allah ilahul alamin now that you have allowed us to raise our hands ya allah surely you wish to forgive us also ya allah ilahul alamin you love forgiving ya allah ilahul alamin we are your most sinful servants ya allah ya allah your forgiveness is for sinners ya allah ilahul alamin show down your forgiveness upon us ya allah ya allah forgive all our major and minor sins ya allah ya allah forgive all the sins of the day and night ya allah let's forgive the sins that we did mistakenly and deliberately ya allah ilahul alamin we were so shameless ya allah ya allah all your bounties you gave us ya allah all your name must be used all the time ya allah ilahul alamin with the energy you gave us we sinned against you ya allah ilahul alamin with the food you gave us we ate and sinned against you ya allah ilahul alamin with the water you gave us to drink we drank and sinned against you ya allah ilahul alamin you gave us these hands and feet we used it against your commands ya allah ya allah you gave us this eyes to look with ya allah we looked at that which you forbade ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you gave us our tongues to recite the quran sharif ya allah to speak that which is good ya allah ya allah we soiled it with all kinds of vulgar languages ya allah ya allah we soiled it with ghibat ya allah ya allah we soiled it with all kinds of evil talk ya allah ilahul alamin how ungrateful we have been ya allah ilahul alamin somebody misuses some item of ours ya allah ya allah we are so upset about it ya allah we don't want to give the person anything again ya allah but ya allah you have been so merciful ya allah and you have been so tolerant and kind ya allah ya allah you did not blind us ya allah when we look at haram you did not blind us ya allah when we are listening to haram you did not make us deaf ya allah 
ኢላሁ ላሊም ጂንስራስናቸው ስፒቸው ይያላ ያለጅ ኖት ፓራላይዘስ ይያላ ያላ ያላ ዊ ሄቭ ዩዝድ ዩር ክሌመንሲ ሶ ሎንግ ይያላ ኢላሁ ላሊም ጂቭ እስ አ ቶፊክ ኦፍ ሜኪንግ ሲንሲየ ቶባ ይያላ ያላ ዊ አር ሜኪንግ ቶባ ቱዴ ይያላ ኢላሁ ላሊም ዊ ዲፕሊ ሪግሬት ዋት ዊ ዲድ ይያላ ያላ ዊ ሜክ አ ፎርም ሬዞሉሽን ኖት ቱ ጎ ባክ ቱ ኢት ኢን ፊውቸር ይያላ ኢላሁ ላሊም ዩ አክሰፕት ዋት ቶባ ይያላ ያላ አክሰፕት ዋት ቶባ ይያላ ያላ አክሰፕት ዋት ቶባ ይያላ يلا جيف اس استقامه اون ذا ستوب يا الله يلا جيف اس استقامه اون ذا ستوب يا الله يلا سيف سم بريكينج ذا سبريج ويز يو يا الله الله العالمين وي ميكينج ذا سبريج اون ذس مبارك نايت ان يور هاوس ويز يو يا الله الله العالمين يو كيپ اس ستفاست اون ذا سبريج يا الله الله العالمين سيف سم بريكينج ذا سبريج يا الله الله العالمين يا الله اون بيهاف اوف ذا انتاير امه وي ار سيكينج فورغيفنس يا الله يلا شو داون يور فورغيفنس اون ذا امه يا الله يلا فورغيف ذا سنز اون ذا امه يا الله يلا ريموف ذا ديفيكولتيز اون ذا امه يا الله يلا ريموف ذا ديفيكولتيز اون ذا امه يا الله Allah the ummah is being mercilessly persecuted ya Allah the ummah is being trampled ya Allah lahul alamin ya Allah there is nobody to take care of the ummah ya Allah there is nobody to put hands on this orphan ummah ya Allah lahul alamin ya Allah we acknowledge all this is a result of our ill deeds ya Allah all this is the effect of our sins ya Allah lahul alamin ya Allah you forgive us ya Allah lahul alamin shower down your rahmat on the ummah ya Allah Allah remove the difficulties from the ummah ya Allah remove the oppression from the ummah ya Allah Allah hold back the hands of the oppressors ya Allah Allah stop them from their evil ya allah allah make their plans go against them ya allah ilahul alamin turn their plots against them ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah cause them to ya allah ya allah clash among themselves ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah give them hidayat also ya allah allah if hidayat is not decreed for them ya allah wipe them out from the face of this earth ya allah ilahul alamin wipe them out from the face of this earth ya allah allahumma shaddid shamlahum allahumma mazziq jam'ahum allahumma dammir diyarahum allahumma anzil bihim ba'saka alladhi la tarudduhu 'anil بالمجرمين اللهم اهلكهم كما اهلك عاد وسمود اللهم خذهم اخذ عزيز مقتدر اللهم خذهم اخذ عزيز مقتدر اله العالمين يا الله الله give the muslims afiyah ya allah let all the world give the muslims afiyah ya allah اله العالمين those who are without food give them food to eat ya allah الله those who are without shelter give them shelter to live in ya allah الله those who are those give them clothes to wear ya allah اله العالمين remove the suffering of each one ya allah الله grant barakah in each one's rizq ya allah Allahu alamin ya Allah grant us halal and tayyib rizq ya Allah Allah save us from every drop and grain of haram ya Allah Allahu alamin ya Allah let us conduct every aspect of our life according to your pleasure ya Allah Allah let our ibadat be done correctly ya Allah Allah give us a tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jamaah ya Allah Allah enable us to perform every salah with takbir ula ya Allah Allahu alamin grant us khushu and khudu in our salah ya Allah Allahu alamin give us such a salah with which you are pleased with ya Allah Allahu alamin ya Allah ya Allah enable us to conduct our businesses correctly ya Allah Allahu alamin ya allah let us earn our halal our living in a halal way ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah enable us to live our muasharat and social lives correctly ya allah ilahu alamin grant us the sifat of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam grant us the akhlaq of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam grant us his hilm and tolerance ya allah ilahu alamin adorn us with hilm and tolerance ya allah allahumma aghnina bil ilm wa zayyinna bil hilm wa akrimna bit taqwa wa jammilna bil afiyah ilahu alamin ya allah grant us all the great qualities of rasulullah sallallahu sallam ya allah give us the love of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah fill our hearts with his love ya allah fill our hearts with the love of his sunnah ya allah ilahu alamin enable us to live the life of sunnah ya allah ya allah remove the ways of yahud and nasara from our lives ya allah ya allah remove the ways of yahud and nasara from our hearts ya allah ilahu alamin ya allah we are impressed with the ways of yahud and nasara that is why we have lost the impression of the sunnah ya allah that is why we have lost ya allah the amal on the sunnah ya allah ilahu alamin remove the ways of yahud and nasara from our hearts ya allah 
Allah put the love of the sunnah in our hearts, ya Allah. Allah will Allah save us from all the fitna and fasad, ya Allah. Allah save us from all the sins, ya Allah. Allah save us from the sins of the eyes, ya Allah. Allah save us from the sins of the eyes, ya Allah. Allah save us from the sins of the eyes, ya Allah. Allah will shaitan is using this avenue to destroy us, ya Allah. Allah will shaitan is destroying our amal with this, ya Allah. Shaitan is destroying our akhlaq with it, ya Allah. Shaitan is destroying our iman with it, ya Allah. Allah will all the devices that have become a means of, ya Allah. People losing their iman. Losing their akhlaq, losing their haya. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, give us a topic of being far away from all this, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, save us from all this evil, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, protect one and all, ya Allah. Allah, protect one and all, ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect the men and women of the ummah, ya Allah. Allah, protect the youth of the ummah, ya Allah. Allah, protect one and all, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, save us from all the fitna and fasad, ya Allah. Save us from all the traps of shaitan, ya Allah. Save us from all the temptations of nafs, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, enable us to trample those temptations, ya Allah. Enable us to break those temptations, ya Allah, ilahul alamin, grant us the wealth of taqwa, ya Allah. Allah, keep us with taqwa, ya Allah. Allah, after the month of Ramadan, enable us to keep progressing in deen, ya Allah. Allah, save us from going back to all the evil, ya Allah. Allah, protect us from ever going back to the evil, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Allah, in this Mubarak month, ya Allah, all the amal that we done, accept it out of your grace and mercy, ya Allah. Allah, nothing is worthy of presenting to you, ya Allah. Allah, merely out of your grace and mercy, accept it, ya Allah. Allah, accept everybody's fast, ya Allah. Accept the tarawih salah, ya Allah. Accept the tilawat of the Quran Sharif, ya Allah. Accept the zikr and dua, ya Allah. Whatever good works were done, accept it, ya Allah. Accept all the efforts of the jamaas throughout the world, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Accept the atikaf, ya Allah. Throughout the world, wherever atikaf is taking place, accept it, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever amal, ya Allah, we're done, ya Allah. Accept it. Ya Allah, what time we wasted, ya Allah, forgive us, ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever time there is, ya Allah, enable us to use it correctly, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah. All those who are sick, give them shifaya, kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima. Ya Allah, grant them complete kiyo and afiyat, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, all those who are in hospitals, ya Allah, give them complete shifa and afiyat, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, all those who are in financial difficulties, remove their difficulties, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, those who are in anxieties and worries and depression, ya Allah, remove their difficulties, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant happiness, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, remove their depressions, ya Allah. Remove their anxieties and worries, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, ya Allah, all those who are in debts, remove their debts with afiyat, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, those who are of marriageable age, ya Allah, ya Allah, you grant good spouses to them, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, grant suitable matches to them, Ya Allah, Ilahul Alamin, unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those marriages that are breaking up, Ya Allah, you save them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, enable all spouses to fulfill the rights of one another, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, all those, Ya Allah, unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of family members, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the hearts of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove all the evils from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, remove the pride and arrogance and malice from our hearts, Ya Allah. Remove the jealousy and hatred from our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with humility and tawazu, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with generosity, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with forgiveness and kindness, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with compassion and mercy, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with the love of deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fill our hearts with the love of the effort of deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, use us and our families for the efforts of your Mubarak deen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, till our last moment and dying breath, Ya Allah, keep us in the effort of deen, Ya Allah. With ikhlas and afiyat, Ya Allah. And qabooliyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, fill their qabas with nur, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, give them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the time of our death, 
ٹھیک اس ودی کلمہ لا الہ الا اللہ محمد الرسول اللہ اللہ ٹھیک سن ایمان کامل یا اللہ اللہ ٹھیک سن توبہ النسوح یا اللہ اللہ ٹھیک سن ٹائم دیٹ یو ار پلیز ود اس اینڈ وی ار پلیز ود یو یا اللہ اللہ سیو سم بیڈ دیٹ یا اللہ سیو سم دیٹ ان اے بیڈ پلیس یا اللہ اللہم ارزقنا شہادتا فی سبیلک واجعل موتنا ببلد حبیبک اللہم ارزقنا شہادتا فی سبیلک واجعل موتنا ببلد حبیبک اللہم ارزقنا شہادتا فی سبیلک واجعل موتنا ببلد حبیبک الہ العالمین یا اللہ میک او قبرز گارڈنز اف جننا فوس یا اللہ یا اللہ سیو سم عذاب اف دی قبر یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ گرانڈ اس شفاعت اف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اللہ گیو اس جنت الفردوس وداؤٹ اینی ریکننگ یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ یا اللہ ڈونٹ ٹیک اس ٹو ٹاسک ان دیٹ ڈے یا اللہ دیز نتھنگ وی کین گیو این اکاؤنٹ اف یا اللہ اللہ گیو اس جنت الفردوس وداؤٹ اینی ریکننگ یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ اول دوز اس ٹو میک دعا فور دیم اللہ گرانڈ دیم دی بیسٹ اف دنیا اینڈ دی بیسٹ اف اخرت یا اللہ اللہ ریموو اول دی ڈیفیکلٹیز اینڈ ہارڈشپس یا اللہ الہ العالمین فلفل اول دی پائس نیڈز یا اللہ اول دی پائس اسپیریشنز فلفل یا اللہ فلفل اول دی نیڈز فرام دی غیب یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ یا اللہ اول دوز ہو اللہ ہیو میڈ اینی خدمت اف اوز یا اللہ اینڈ ہیو میڈ اینی احسان اپون اس یا اللہ گیو دیم دی بیسٹ ریوارڈ اف دیر خدمت اینڈ احسان یا اللہ الہ العالمین فلفل اول دی نیڈز یا اللہ ریموو اول دی ڈیفیکلٹیز اینڈ ہارڈشپس یا اللہ گرانڈ دیم برکت ان دی لائفز اینڈ ویلتھ یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ اللہ گیو دیم ایوری پروگریس ان دین اینڈ دنیا یا اللہ الہ العالمین فلفل ایوری نیڈ اف دیز اف دنیا اینڈ اخرت یا اللہ الہ العالمین یا اللہ اول دی گڈ دیٹ نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بیگ فور یا اللہ وی آلسو بیگنگ فور اول دی گڈ یا اللہ وٹ ایور نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سوٹ ریفیوج فرام یا اللہ گرانڈ اس ریفیوج از ویل یا اللہ اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله رب العالمين